Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Bothell Amplified. I'm Pastor Joe, and I'm so glad that you are on this journey with us as we launch this podcast. We are excited for all that is to come. This week, we launched a new sermon series called Fresh Breath, where we look to the movement of the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture and in our lives today. We drew from Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 to 14. Check it out, and thanks for tuning in. There's a great story I heard growing up of a man named Al. And uh, Al worked in construction for a large company handling a lot of different jobs. He got his start soon after high school, and he worked with the same company for decades after that, becoming a well-loved employee, uh, becoming a mentor to those who came after him to join their company after him. One day he was uh, out on a job and uh, he was up on some scaffolding, maybe three stories up or so, when he lost his balance and fell, landing hard on the ground below. And 911 was called and the paramedics loaded him in the back of the ambulance, checking his vitals as they rushed him to the hospital. They looked worried and so he became worried and they whispered to each other, which worried him even more. When they turned back to him, they let him know that they would need to begin some treatment now, even before they got to the hospital to prevent further damage to his already frail body. And so they asked him, hey, Al, do you have any allergies? Yeah, he replied. And for a few seconds, everything stopped. The paramedics froze anxiously waiting for his response, only the rumble of the tires and the siren filling the silence. Ow, what are you allergic to? He looked up at uh, both of the paramedics before collecting his breath, and he calmly responded, gravity. Do you know that this is how the Holy Spirit was first described to me when I was young? I was sitting uh, at the first couple pews of Vacation Bible School in Ohio. I was listening to the leaders telling us about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They were using the felt board uh, with the cutout characters. And I can still remember God as an old white man with white long beard dressed in all white. And Jesus was God's son wearing sandals and a purple tunic to contrast his long wavy brown hair. But there wasn't any cutouts of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, they said, hey, think of the Holy Spirit as gravity. It's always there keeping you safe. You just can't see it. Thankfully, our theology and the ways we teach about our faith have changed. We're exploring the complexity of God beyond gender. We're learning about the historical nature of Jesus as a dark-skinned first-century Palestinian Jew. And, and, And though my grasp of the Holy Spirit has expanded, I still find myself remembering the phrase that teacher Alice told us as she explained the Holy Spirit to be like gravity. She called the Holy Spirit God's presence at work in the world. God's presence at work in the world. I like that. And so for the next few weeks, we're, we're going to look more closely at the Holy Spirit, at God's presence uh, at work in the world, and we'll see how the Holy Spirit gives life, how the Holy Spirit revives life, how the Holy Spirit connects lives together, and we'll close with how the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses.
Today we go all the way back to the beginning, to the first book of the Bible, Genesis, and we turn to these creation stories where we find that even before the world began, the Holy Spirit was present and at work. We find in Genesis 1 already mention of the Spirit. Listen to verses 1 and 2. It says, In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Or more directly in the uh, New International Version, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Pope John Paul II once described the Spirit as the breath of life which causes all creation, all history to flow together to its ultimate end in the infinite ocean of God. All creation all history from the moon and the stars to the birds and the trees, all creation including you and me. Because by the time we get to our text this morning, we we see God at work breathing into the nostrils of humans that same breath, that same spirit. Now for this morning, we're not going to spend too much time on the differences between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, how most scholars agree that these were written by two different authors for two different audiences. For today, we're going to recognize that these two stories placed together side by side showcase both the magnitude of God who created the whole world and the intimacy of God who created you and me. Now, you know, in most ancient cultures, they had a creation story or creation stories, and and many involve a deity figure creating humankind from clay. The image of a potter is not exclusive to our understanding of God. Think about the very academic and scholarly work from 1981, Clash of the Titans, that depict the Greek gods playing with clay figures from their reign on Mount Olympus. Genesis 2 offers us a similar framework where God's hands work with dirt. It works with the dust, with the stuff of the ground in designing and creating that first human being. Picture this God. Picture our God who focuses so closely with painstaking care to shape and to form God's creation. And God breathes God's very life, God's own spirit into the human. Like a newborn whose lungs fill for the first time as she takes her first breath. It is the presence of this spirit breathed into dust that gives life. In other words, if God created human and breathed the life-giving spirit into them, and if that life-giving spirit is of God, then the life that the spirit gives is sacred is holy, that life is of God. And if 
The Spirit is breathed into us. We then must be part of the Spirit's life-giving work as well. Remember, Spirit is God's presence at work in the world. Not only at the beginning, not only at creation, but now, today, in the present. God's presence at work in the world now. About 10 years ago, Uh, My spouse, Joanne, and I had the opportunity to travel to Kazakhstan to partner with the General Board of Global Ministries, their Central Asia Initiative. And we traveled with a team from uh, Morningside United Methodist Church in New York, and we traveled from uh, city to city across the country, from Ustobe to Zhedigan to Almaty. We're visiting with the missionaries and with the local churches that were being started there. It was both an inspiring and eye-opening trip for me where, where we shared with the people the life-changing power of the gospel, where we served the needs of the community we were in, where we witnessed people committing to live their lives following the teachings of Christ. And our time there ended with four days leading vacation Bible school and worship, planning activities for the children of the village and meeting people in the community And as we got to know this beautiful people, as we got to learn their stories, we heard testimonies of hope. And these were testimonies that I confess I did not expect to hear. Because you see, the the villages that we were in was mostly inhabited by third and fourth generation Koreans who were living and reliving the cycles of poverty in Kazakhstan. A little history, from the 1860s to the 1930s, 180,000 Koreans had settled in the far eastern portions of Russia to escape famine and poverty and Japanese colonialization. And then in 1937, uh, Joseph Stalin loaded those Koreans into cattle cars, shipping them across uh, the continent to Central Asia as part of his ethnic cleansing program. 40,000 people died during that month-long trip. And uh, later on, as they resettled in this new uh, um, location because they had arrived in the dead of the winter. And when we were there, we had this opportunity to visit the actual site where they landed, where they disembarked the the cattle cars, and they had preserved it as a memorial, literally preserving the holes that they had dug in that first winter to live and to stay warm. And so it's in that last day. And we're all standing in a circle outside of the, uh, the community center. We're putting together this closing activity, asking them, where do you see God after these days of fun and laughter, singing songs, learning motions to songs? And Joanne, who, who's an artist and a community facilitator, she works with each child to make a pinwheel. She plants them together with these kids, planting them in the ground as they share where they see God. And I'll never forget, as each child shares, and as we hear these stories through a translator, the wind blows, reminding me of God's presence in the Spirit. I'm sure that those pinwheels are no longer there, but I have to believe that God's presence is still at work. Amen, somebody. 
I am sure that those pinwheels are no longer there. But I choose to believe that God is still at work. So church, where do you see the Spirit at work giving life today? And how can we partner with the Spirit in that life-giving work? As we continue to navigate this series on the Holy Spirit, I want to invite you to take this week to breathe in deep breaths, to fill your lungs with the very thing that gives you life, and to remember that God's presence is at work even now, even in us, even in you and me, through us and around us. As we go about our days, may we remember that as we have received life, we too must give that life as well. For we trust that God is with us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for this time together, for the gift it is to be in community, scattered across locations here in Washington and across the country, even around the world, and yet we trust that your spirit, the same spirit that breathed in us life, connects us even today. And so empower us. Remind us of your presence that wherever we go, whatever we do, that you are with us and we too might partner alongside you in that life-giving work. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. All right, so that was the first sermon of our sermon series, Fresh Breath. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe and join us later this week for the next episode of Bottle Amplified. We'll see you then.